listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story comes from Matt Brown. Matt told a couple of stories from his wild days in college, including his first experience with an uncircumcised penis. This week, I called Miranda Lensky in Los Angeles, and she told me about the time she had the flu on a plane. Here's Miranda Lensky. This past um, December, uh, I got real sick, like real, real sick. Actually, our entire work was sick. Like the entire everyone at Warner Brothers Studio Tours was just like dying and really ill. Um, I had gone home to Florida for Christmas, which is already like a really gross experience. <laughs> um, but, I, but I was home and Florida literally sucks. Christmas Day. Yeah, Florida's all we can always <laughs> jab at Florida, right? That's never off limit. It brings um, the country together, I think. Yeah, I just we all need something. We need a state to bond over. We all want Florida to crack off into the ocean. <laughs> and like even when you're from there your whole life you're very aware of that like i floridians from birth were like oh yeah we're hated like (laughs) it's it's uh it's it's fine it's fun to be out of it uh but i was home for florida and that flight is already from um l i live in jacksonville florida um so from la to jacks it's uh it's like a five hour flight maybe like four and a half flight there it's about a five and a half almost six hour flight back um so I got a fever on Christmas Day, December 25th, and I had a flight the next day out on the 26th, um, like, late in the evening. I was feverish all Christmas Day. I already wasn't able to, like, come home for that long time either, so it just really sucked. I felt so bad um, because my it's just me and my parents. Got feverish, um, was totally fine, just felt weird, was taking you know, just, uh, Tylenol things to just keep the fever down and break. Um, cause I was like, I gotta get on this flight. My parents dropped me off at JAX. They actually came inside with me. Um, and as I'm about to like go through security, I was like, can you guys watch my bags really quick? I'm just feel like maybe it's gas. I'm not the best flyer. So I was also like, maybe it's nerves. Like maybe it really isn't just this fever. And as soon as I walked into the bathroom stall, I, like, projectile vomited into this toilet. <laughs> like, everything I had, all the delicious Christmas meals, all the fixings. It just, yeah, it was literally, I re-threw up Christmas morning into this toilet. And I was, it like, was like, ham? oh, awesome. What, kind, what <laughs> were you so, eating for Christmas? Ham? Yes, like, all, like, literally we redid Thanksgiving. And I also, oh, oh my God, there's no... This probably isn't, I want to be really careful when I say this, the type of, just the way you find, like, tacos on the corner here at every turn, that's how, obviously, barbecue in the South is, and that Mm -hmm. really, all my whole life, I was like, oh, like, barbecue, that's not something that you can really mess up, like, that's going to be something you can get everywhere, and it wasn't until I moved out of the South that I was like, oh, people really just don't eat like pulled pork like really rich meat and like all the barbecue sauces and like coleslaw and potatoes and so that's what literally we we did have like a kind of a traditional Christmas but it was also I had specifically requested when I came home I always own barbecue so like the first big meal I had was all the super rich barbecue we're talking corn you know what I mean folks at home know what I mean so we know what this toilet bowl looked like 
Uh, so, yes, but I was really did. happy that I did it there because I was like, oh, that's pr- I'm probably done. That's going to be awesome. Like, <laughs> that could not have been like, better timing. I'm going to get on this plane now and I can just relax, right? And uh, I got on my plane and I, so this is a six-hour flight. I had a window seat and I started to watch a movie and about like maybe 30, 45 minutes into this flight, I was like, oh, no, this isn't <laughs> the end. And I had to, like, move these two. I was sitting next to two other singles individuals, which I'm kind of happy now. They weren't, like, a unit because they really could have overthrown me. Um, but <sighs> I even, as soon as I had to move them because I was coming from a window seat, I felt awful. I already had to, like, move these two people on top of that and then, like, fight this tiny little aisle. And I was really like, oh, my God, I have to get to this bathroom. Like, I really have to get to this bathroom. And I got to the little bathroom, and I went in and, again, just kind of <laughs> tossed. <laughs> but I, at this point, there was nothing like – it's like at this point, I just couldn't even keep water down. It was the worst. And this is just my nightmare, my nightmare. I was always like, wow, I can't imagine getting sick on an airplane. That has to be actual hell in the sky. I don't even um, like to pee and, on an airplane. Um, it was That was exactly what it was. I got sick four times four additional times from that first one on a six hour flight (laughs) (laughs) and I'm just like sweating and I'm trying to watch these movies and I even offered like the people next to me I was like you guys I think I'm sick I know you can't really change your seats we're on a full flight I was like but I will be more than happy to take the aisle seat if you if one of you wants the window to slide in like I just feel awful I don't want to keep moving you guys this was after like the first time and they were both just like it's okay we can deal and I had to, I couldn't believe they said that. They, I had to, they maybe didn't want my seat. I could totally understand that. But <laughs> I had to move them four times too. And I just felt awful because it's a red eye. And we're all just like, I feel like everyone's just trying to sleep and get through this fight. Um, and then we're not done yet. <laughs> One of the trips when I went to get up, this was like my last trip to the bathroom. I wasn't even thinking. I was just like, oh my God, I have to get to this bathroom. I have to get to this bathroom. I'm gonna hurl up some type of liquid but there's still something coming and I wasn't even thinking and I'm 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 shocked I'm not on someone's like I'm shocked no one videotaped this and I didn't get thrown off the flight but I walked up there's this plane is so massive it's it was a huge like delta flight completely full um like the three on the side three on the other and I think also three in the middle it's a huge plane and So there's multiple, there's almost like three different bathrooms, one right up at the front with the pilot, then there's one like right in between first class and coach, you know, so like we really know our place. Like not only are we behind first class, we're behind the first class bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) The rest is just like coach, and then there's like another bathroom in the back that's like out of order for coach. So I like had to beeline up to the front, I had to get to the closest bathroom, and that one I could already see like the red light of like it's being occupied so I had to sprint up to the front and I didn't even realize this at the time the flight attendant was sitting right outside of it and she had the um part like the drink cart or the food cart kind of (laughs) slanted and like and blocking the bathroom and I was like this is so inconvenient for me I'm about to puke and like I literally wasn't even thinking and I was just like oh they're reloading the cart I'm just going to scooch around her and get into the bathroom and she literally had the cart there as a safety precaution because I realized afterwards like way later afterwards because of like 9-11 
like, the, the, I didn't realize at the time that the pilot was in the bathroom. So she was like blocking the bathroom. And here's this like white woman who needs the bathroom immediately. And I'm like trying to like scoot. I'm like not even really communicating. I'm just trying to like scoot. And she like stops me. She's like literally looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to puke. <laughs> like she's like, I had to, I was like, can I please have a bag? And like, and then later I finally got back to my seat. Like, Oh my God. Like, she did that so that people, this is, like, a safety precaution, and I'm a psycho. Wait, where sick. did you puke, then? I, so, we, that was another thing. Before I even got up to go to the bathroom, I checked, because I just, I don't, I was always like, oh, there's, like, paper bags in every seat. Like, they just do that in case we need to breathe or anyone needs to throw up. But this flight had, like, no bags, nothing in the pocket in front, and I don't know why I assumed they all, they all did, but it's probably because I've never been sick on a plane before. But I had to, she gave me like a, like a plastic bag, like a to-go bag, like with handles. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't even have like paper bags, or like regular barf bags. I don't know if that's even like a real thing. Oh, so you're just um, filling up a, yuck. Just like a, it was like, I literally, she could have maybe handed me a Target bag. I'm not quite sure. It was just <laughs> like, I was, this just like not a bag you toss in. Um, I went back to my seat. Um, and so the rest of the flight, like, obviously when they start descending, it's almost about like a half hour, um, that they really start like that descending process and you like can't get back up once they kind of start descending. They're a lot more strict about keeping people seated. So I was like, well, this is good. I have a bag now. And that is literally as the plane was coming down and like landing, I was just like gently coughing because luckily there was really nothing else coming out of me. I was just sick, like just truly sick. And so I'm just like gently coughing into this little target plastic reusable (laughs) recycle bag. (laughs) Like, um, yes. And that we finally landed. The people next to me want me dead. Um, they, they have to be sick. There's no way. Or they had to have gotten sick after that. Um, but when I fly, to LAX, I'm, I live in the valley. I'm about a 45 maybe hour, especially with, with, without traffic, uh, to LAX. Uh, LAX has this really cool system called the Flyaway, and there's like just a little, um, it's like an airport station, essentially, that they have them, a couple of them scattered all around the city, and you can just go straight to the Flyaway, you pay a $10 fee, just like a one-way ticket, and you take a, um, a charter bus to the airport, and it goes straight from like the LAX station all the way to LAX up to the airport. And so that's what I was taking back home. I had to, so basically when you leave the airport, you can hop on an LAX bus or a flyaway bus. And then it takes me all the way back to the Valley and it's only 10 bucks. Whereas like Uber would be like 50, 60. So it's just really more Disgusting. of a steal. But I, I just, can't believe what they're doing. I'm like on this, what'd you say? Sorry. I hate LA. I don't, well, I said that really fast, but I, the, the Uber situation in LA is grotesque and wrong. Oh, yeah. we, we wouldn't, do, we wouldn't like, do that in Chicago. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's unreal, the Uber situation here. The amount of times I'm just like, I, I, yeah, it's so much cheaper with the flyway, too. And I'd rather take, like, a big bus, I think, and, like, have that room to, like, kind of relax than I don't want to be in someone's, like, backseat of their car and stop and go traffic. Like, yeah, it's a really nice system. I don't know how how bumpy it would be though so like the first time I took one I was like I was like oh there's nobody sitting in the bag I got the whole bag to myself and then I realized it was for a reason and I was like so car sick because I was like I was trying to talk on the phone and I like was getting the air knocked out of me because <laughs> it was so fucking bumpy <laughs> yeah. it sucks. yeah I it does uh, yeah it's not it's not the ideal sitch by any means <laughs> <laughs> and on top of when you're sick taking the flyaway bus back 
and now this is like the last time I got sick for the night. And then as soon as I got home, of course, it was like everything was fine. I was done. Nothing <laughs> more to come out of my body. But I had gotten. I stopped at like Starbucks before I left the airport when we got out of there, and I just just to get like a clear like a just a water. And I drank all the water from that cup. And when we're on the flyway, on the bus, we're like on the highway, oh. and I'm like, oh no, I'm getting the feeling again. <laughs> This is just the bow on top, or like this is where I'm wrapping up. Um, on the bus, I, luckily again, I was sitting alone, the, or the bus wasn't like super crowded. No one was sitting next to me, and I just kind of like quietly had to hurl into my Starbucks cup. Oh, <laughs> and, then, and then I was finally done. <laughs> I oh just like God. immediately exited the bus, threw away my cup, uh, came back home, Did showered, you fill the slept around. You didn't overflow the cup. No, I didn't. At this point, it really was, like, just, like, uh, this is, I mean, this is why we're doing this. This is the gross story I get to share. But, yeah, at this point, it was really just, like, stomach bile. Like, there was nothing else really coming out of me, but still, like, not not enough to not, like, just, like, (laughs) brush it off as, like, a cough in my hands. (laughs) 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 Wow. Um, But, yes, so that was the gross, that's my grossest story as of, the one, I shared that one, because, again, I really, the... The shro- me peeing my pants on shrooms is truly more just funny, not as gross. But, like, this one was definitely, like, had to have been the grossest nightmare that has happened to me. And something that I genuinely – a friend had told me, a, like, a few months earlier that she was going to a bachelorette party for the weekend and spent the whole time sick and got sick on the plane. I remember saying out loud, that's, like, that's bullshit. Like, that is not allowed. Like, that is just <laughs> – how can you even – that is not fair. That's a nightmare to be, like – and you just want to be laying in your bed to be that sick on a plane. And then it happened. And I survived. <laughs> and Delta didn't compensate fucking shit. <laughs> for my troubles. Yeah, you should have got... I'm definitely on, like, a list now for moving that food tray. <laughs> Trying to get into the bathroom with the pilot. Also, that you, that, is a, that is classic white lady stuff to be like, just gonna scoot by here. Whoops, sorry, scooting. <laughs> yeah, truly, what was I... Th- I wasn't thinking because I was just sweating and trying scooch. to not, like, vomit on people. But that's, ex- like, just looking back at that, I'm mortified. Like, actually <laughs> mortified. Like, I have to be on a list. There's no way. <laughs> Okay, at our live show, we put out slips of paper for the audience to write down their own disgusting stories, and these are some of the stories, and, I, and I'm going to read them, so here they are. Okay. Let's <laughs> wrap in. When, when I turned 16, my family decided to go camping in a cabin up north for five days. Knowing it was an eternity, I bought my trusty pink vibrator. Late at night, I went to the downstairs bathroom, away from the bedrooms, and grabbed my little friend and went to town on myself. When I finished up, I noticed, with the light on now, that my vibe was now very purple. The worst part of it is I didn't think it was weird that it was already wet. So it was a different vibrator. At first I thought, when I read that one, I thought she somehow turned her vibrator purple, and I was like, that's bad. Um, yeah, I was like, <laughs> but it's somebody else's vibrator. Yeah, I was, <laughs> like this woman's oh racist. Oh my god! Okay, so she's, she's someone else's. Oh my god! The the age old. Story. Okay, so and then I. Oh, sorry. Say it again. I just said it's it's a it's a story for the ages using the wrong vibrator. <laughs> yeah. Just classic, classic. I don't the I'm not as severe, but one time I took a. Make I meant to take a makeup wipe to my face, 
Um, but I have their their little brand is called Down There Wipes. Uh-huh. I like to call them Pussy Wipes, <laughs> or like they're like Lady Wipes. And I was drunk one night and got to take my makeup off, and I took a Pussy Wipe to the face instead of a makeup wipe. <laughs> That's all I got. Honestly, that's the most traumatizing I've been. No. <laughs> you know, I heard you're not supposed to. I've used a ma- makeup wipe to wipe, like, because I was at a party and they didn't have any toilet paper, so I was making do. But I heard you're right. You are not supposed to do that because I guess they like whatever the chemical and makeup wipes can like fuck up your pH or whatever. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't think about that. But yeah, reversal is probably. Yeah. yeah. I, it was just more for me. It was like hilarious because it was also something I didn't realize until the next morning thinking like I'm a drunk bitch being so smart and responsible tonight. I'm going to wash <laughs> my face and brush my teeth. <laughs> like woke up to realize I did not do this correctly. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, I can ima- I can imagine out of, oh, the makeup wipe on the. Ooh. I heard. That's hysterical. Somebody oh my got God. BV oh from God. doing that, too. Allegedly. Um, What'd you say? Oh, I Sorry, said, you cut out. What I, you someone I know said uh, she got BV from using a makeup wipe instead of toilet paper. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. So, PSA. <laughs> Traumatizing. <laughs> but you can use, you can use an ass wipe on your face, I think. Problems. Pretty yeah. interesting. Um, okay, I have another one. In fifth grade, I had my first training bra. It was pink and lacy and uncomfortable, so I did the trick where you take the loops around your arms off so you can sneakily take your bra off under your shirt, except it fell off in the middle of class, and everyone was like, whose bra is this? (laughs) Needless to say, I did not claim it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, (laughs) she's... She's like, I don't, I don't know who, some pervert took off their bra. <laughs> That's, so just the rest of the day, she was like, all right. <laughs> Not mine. Oh, that's hysterical that no one saw it drop. I was, I um, remember, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you can go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I remember like getting my first bra and being like very excited. Like I was like, I was kind of like a grown up that I had this, but it was, I mean, it's like. It's so silly. You now. I did, I just had nipples. Like I, my mom was probably like, yeah. "Yep, sure, here, a bra." <laughs> like, yeah. and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have dressed yeah, for many remember, years. I feel like... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, nothing. I just said my my boobs didn't grow in for probably five more years after that. <laughs> but you still just like had to pad up the nips. Yeah. <laughs> and the yeah, irony. That's kind of how it was for me. Or like, I got a training bra more because of like. My mom was just like, I can see your little nipples. Sure. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Cover them up. My God. <laughs> Cut them off. <laughs> and now that's very into having um, your nipples out. Yeah, I I have a training bra actually super young. I think it was just like, I was one of those, I developed early, like too early, like annoyingly early where no one else is developing. Oh, and so yeah. you're like, what the fuck is happening to me? What's going on? And like, no one else is at the same pace as you. And like, I definitely, like, I think I got my first training ball in, like, first, maybe the end of first grade, Holy grade. shit. Like, wait. I was definitely, like... When did you have your period? Yeah, now that I think about it, I'm like, wait, I have fourth motherfucking grade. No. Fourth grade, oh, I got my period. That would be rough. Yes. For the summer of... Yeah, that's young. My mom was like, you're nine. 
Oh, or like God. 10. I was, literally, I, I was 14. Was, it was the summer going into <laughs> fifth grade. <laughs> I was literally going How into high school. I was 14. <laughs> I had it. I was on the opposite <laughs> side of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, there also, I was so early. Like, that's like, that was unheard of. There was like one, another girl in my school and we actually were friends. So it worked out that we both were going through our periods at the same time. But that was years after the training bra incident when I was all alone to oh. battle my nipples alone. Um, <laughs> that is, that's so, that's so funny though, to just leave it there. I had a friend too. She stuffed her bra. Or she, not because, like, well, that's just, like, classic, but she actually, her boobs, like, she's got one, and this is also super normal, but she truly has, like, her boob, like, the differences of her boobs are, is, like, a whole cup size. Oh, Like, yeah. an entire cup size difference. She's, like, one of, like, I've heard, like, yes, like, like, could probably absolutely, like, get one reduced, like, in, I don't know, maybe it, like, would be considered covered, I don't know, but, like, she, <laughs> oh, my, her whole life, I would like, another like, one. <laughs> Does my insurance the, the cover that? Came <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm like, like when, I feel like that's not fair. When <laughs> you, you should, go to yeah, that. should be covered by insurance. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you go to the eye doctor and one of your one of your eyes is like way worse than the other one, you know? Yes, or it's like squinier in pictures and either can we do these? Thank you. <laughs> um, but she would put like a little like gel pad of sorts. I forget what it was, but it's like it was all or like a whole nother like um. Basically, like, when, like, a bikini top or just, like, the little, like, padding inserts, she was able to take padding from, like, another bra or, like, a bathing suit top, and she would just put a little extra in the boob that was a little smaller, and I do remember during our homecoming dance, she lost her little, it, like, flew out of the, underneath her dress, um, and, like, so all night she, or she had to, like, run to the bathroom and, like, stuff it something Aww. else <laughs> she couldn't, I don't think her dress would stay up properly it really wasn't fair for her no <laughs> it's, it's not fair that she's we have to worry now, about that balanced. she's fine <laughs> yeah I feel like men men don't have the same pressure to be completely symmetrical that women do no there's nothing Yeah, and their balls are Besides, totally different sizes like, too <laughs> Those things the are. The balls thing is just. It's like a, one could be a grape and one could be an apple, and no one gives a shit. <laughs> no one gives because it's a. But yeah, your boobs don't come in a sack, so they're very different. <laughs> the comparisons are like different. They're not like sacked off. You can't like bounce one over the other side. <laughs> are you a doctor? How did you it's learn that? For us. <laughs> it's harder. <laughs> um. Okay, well, I have I have one more story. <clears throat> Yay! I was raised by a single father when I got my period. I stuffed used pads behind my dresser for months until he sat me down and just said, I found what's behind your dresser. And I quietly walked away and died. <laughs> oh! It's, it's very embarrassing when, when so you... So funny. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, that's so, like, that she felt like she couldn't tell her dad. I that I truly have a little anecdote from that. The first, so again, and I think this just goes with how young I was getting my period, and I'm an I'm an only child, and so it was already something that I think my mom. I remember we like knew it was coming. I definitely was showing signs of like your periods on your way, and I was starting to get like m- m- like my like boobs are starting to hurt. I remember that was like Hell a yeah. big deal. 
and then I remember my mom getting me like the uh, like a, a book about periods like for girls who are like just <laughs> starting which was nice because I already like really had that book before and she was really open and like cool about it my mom was always never made me feel like I couldn't like talk to her about my women womenly things which is nice um she got me like a little book and was like trying Wait, just what was like, the book? explain and like I wish I could remember I, I know I still have it was it like um, illustrated I, I remember this yes. one that was like I think yes, like, like a cartoon illustrated one yeah I think like I almost think it was made by like 17 magazine or something like that was like what the illustrations reminded me of but. it might have been or like American girl oh novels. yeah that uh, was like the vi- or like I think that yeah I, mean, I don't know I didn't my mom didn't give me the book but my friend's mom I want to look it up now her. but yes it was so I got I would read it at her house, <laughs> but I didn't have it. Your friend got you. No, my my friend had yeah. the book, <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, let me read through this. <laughs> to liter- to period literature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like that really did. <laughs> and remember, it came in handy. Like it was really nice that my mom got it to me, or like had me read that just for like extra. Because when I did get my period, the the day I got my period, I thought I shit my pants. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I like went to the bathroom and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I like had my little white shorts on, and we were on no. a field trip in summer camp because again, I was going into fifth grade. It's just summer camp field trip, and we were on like a ferry boat. And I like went to the bathroom and was like, "Ah!" And I remember my little my little book was like, "If you do happen to start your period and you don't have anything on you, uh, the first thing you can do is like go to the bathroom and try to basically make like a makeshift pad with like toilet paper or like put something there to just stop so that you don't bleed on your leg or like bleed through anything and that book saved me in el because in elementary school like no one were ha- like most kids don't really even know what periods are especially because they're just not really like going through them but like especially oh little stupid boys I yeah. was I remember being like mortified like I cannot bleed through these shorts and I luckily did not. That book saved my life. <laughs> but what's extra funny about this story, and again, I don't know if this is like an only child thing or just a me thing. This was my, me getting my period really was me becoming a woman. I was really young, like fourth grade. Um, but not like, when you're in fourth grade, you're no longer like taking baths with mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not like in that age anymore where you're just like, seeing your parents naked and they're seeing you naked anymore but something registered in my brain I almost I remember being I think because I had been prepped that I was getting my period I was weirdly kind of excited for it there was a part of me that was like "Ooh, I'm a woman not knowing like no bitch you got the short straw because this shit does not go away for a long time and you got it early (laughs) like earlier than most and like I remember just being so excited I I had that night I had put on a pad I think I had pads at home already to go my mom had like when she picked me up from uh, camp knew I'd started my period or like so we stopped and got pads for me on the way home something like that I just remember being so excited <laughs> to put a pad that I, on that I had my pad and that I used it the next morning like I had my little bloody pad and I'm like I'm a true woman <laughs> I must like show everyone and I took the pad like off my underwear and I like went around the house and I showed my dad <laughs> like just held up my bloody used pad <laughs> good for you and he was mortified like so grossed out so or not or just truly like oh miranda i don't think you and he was like kim she does she's not getting it this isn't <laughs> something we talk about <laughs> this one's gonna I do stand up <laughs> for that girl and her single dad <laughs> <laughs> 
very I, different experience for me. I was not trying to hide the pads. I was showing the used pads. <laughs> that's parents, good. Yeah, I was dying to get my period too, but I was really right. everyone else had gotten it except for me, and I was like, so I when oh, it, that's true. and it was so little, it like, this like a tiny little drop came out. And I was like, this counts. <laughs> like <laughs> trying to jam a tampon up there. Oh, that was another yeah. I was so young, I, like, could not use tampons. Yeah. That was, like, the worst part of it, was that I just was, like, I am, that is not working out for me. Like, trying out tampons was awful. I could not get it down. And so, like, growing up in Florida and, like, in the summer, uh, that, like, ruined my summer camp experience because I always couldn't, like, swim without, like, because I was, like, I can't put a tampon in. I'm a baby, and I shouldn't even have my period this young. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking that. But yeah, being like, yeah, a little older, 14. Wow, that, yeah. I feel like I knew plenty of girls, though, that were 14. I feel, is that, is that late? It felt late at the time. I was definitely the last person in, like, of my friends, but. Yeah. I guess middle school is maybe the prime prime. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really fill out till I was, like, 19. (laughs) Oh, so we were just, yeah, totally opposite. I was, like, like, filling out sixth grade. I had the same body from sixth grade. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I had, I had room to grow in college, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Probably shaped me into who I am today. (laughs) Literally. You're, like, literally, I had a growth spurt. (laughs) You know, the old, the old 21 growth spurt. Yeah, I really, I actually did have, like, an insane and it, it well it was like the summer before I went to high school, but I grew like a foot in one summer, like very foul. You, that's yeah. I I was like, well, my mom is she's four, like right at like four. I think she's right at five foot, and like by fifth grade, I was her height. Like I really was just like a super early. I don't know if that's from like being an only child, watching too many movies, <laughs> but like that's just so. I think that's really what did it for me. I watched all these other women before me get their periods, and I said, I'm getting mine now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that is – we just were totally switched. Do you have siblings? Yeah, I have a younger sister. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> just kidding. I just really – I'm like, I don't really know – I don't really have a memory of my sister getting her period, but I must have known about it. I wonder – Oh, interesting. I'm going to text her and be like, when did you so get your like period? Yeah, I'm – would have loved to have a sister to bond with over it. <laughs> I don't think we even talked about it, now that I'm thinking about it. Really? Were you guys not, like, was it like the don't ask, don't tell about the period thing? No. Well, my mom was like. Like, we both get it. Yeah, my mom was super open about it, because, like, she, I remember her being like, all right, come on in here, I'm going to show you how to put in a tampon, and I said, okay. Oh, that's awesome. But, um, my sister has always been a little more, like, you know, if she's peeing, she, you can't come in the bathroom, and I sort of have a different policy, so, like, that's, like, <laughs> even, like, when we're at home, like, as adults, I'm always, like, banging on the door when she's in the bathroom, and she's, <laughs> she's in there being, like, leave me alone! <laughs> <laughs> and you're, like, we're sisters, let me see And it. I'm, like, I need my tweezer! <laughs> she's trying to take a shit. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Neve pees in front of me, and I barely know that bitch. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. My, my friends just shit in front of me. I wouldn't... I pee in front of people all the time, like, it doesn't, I'll pee in front Same. of anybody, but I will not take a dump in front of someone. Oh, absolutely. I can't even really take, like, a dump on FaceTime if, or, like, the phone. <laughs> wait, you, I, like, have to... I mean, that's not a normal, <laughs> you said that, like, you yeah, could do wait, that. Wait, you guys, you guys are always taking dumps on FaceTime, I see it, I see you guys post your FaceTime. I don't even like talking yeah. on I, like, FaceTime. I like, that's not what I meant, I meant the phone for sure. <laughs> 
okay, the phone, but it's, it's still... It's a very, it's a very personal time for me, so I... Yeah, you cannot, even if you mute it, yeah. there's no way to hear, like, well, you can, you're taking a dump, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, they're like, you're grunting, I don't know. <laughs> your, <No. laughs> your face is in, are you, you're either pooping or you're coming, what is this face? <laughs> I'm just sitting on the couch. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, like, like, yeah, but especially, like, yeah, I'm really... I don't, yeah, that one, I'm totally, I'm totally with you. The pain thing is totally fine. Very normal, please. Oh, when Neve mentioned the backyard that she was peeing all over, that was mine. Oh, backyard. yeah. So, yeah, very, very cozy with that one and the peeing, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, like, I also have a bathroom, my living situation, I have a bathroom in my room. I live in a, in a house, but I have the master bedroom, so it's all basically one and that's yeah i'll just like leave it's just crazy to me to shut the bathroom door <laughs> when people yeah. are like in the room it's prudish like, is what it is grow up that's what i say <laughs> yeah, yeah. be an adult and let yeah. me pee in front of you please <laughs> <laughs> and for the record I texted my sister, and she said she got her period when she was 14, just like me. So, it runs in the family. Our live story comes from Matt Brown. Matt is a Chicago comic, and this was recorded in January of 2019. Here's Matt Brown. Excited to be here right now. I have not performed for this many people in a crowded room since I lost my virginity. This is this is absolutely overwhelming. Okay, so we've heard a lot of stories from a lot of different people over like basically their anatomical dysfunctions. Front row up here, just top five. Y'all pussies alright? Okay, because like after hearing all that shit, I kinda wanna go to the bathroom and check mine. Like I just like is, is she alright? Like is, is there a letter maybe that's gonna come out? Because some shit can swing out like a Tarzan, Tarzan vine. There is no reason we can't have like that Yosemite Sam bang, and then just like a flag comes out. I, I just, I, I want to know, like, um, are you safe? Um, okay, no, and I just kind of like to know a little bit what my room is before I get into some shit. Okay, can my straight men put your hands together so I know where you're at, my straight men? <laughs> We might have to talk about some dick stuff tonight. We just might have to for you and for you alone. Okay, okay, and then can my gay men put your hands together? Okay, even less of them. Um, so, so hurt. And then, um, okay, so then can my women just put your hands together? Because I know I know what's happening with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a show where we subvert ladylike behavior, and I've started by not having ladylike anatomy. It's really, I, I, behind the fake eyelashes, you'd be surprised what grows behind the red fern. Um, it's real. <laughs> it's a tragedy for all parties involved. Um, you know, because you see, a lot of like the shame that would come from my sex life isn't coming from like not fulfilling your ladylike expectations. It's like for being too much of a sorority dorm girl. Like it's, it's for going a little bit too hard into the half white woman that lives inside me. Um, I feel that. You do, sister. Are we, I be biracial and angry. Something yes, too. Yes, yes, ma'am. I have a sister, a light-skinned biracial mixed-skinned diva in the house. Okay. Ryan Carey did not release that last album for nothing. Good, good. How about 
Oh yes, okay. Because I like I, I'm half half at black excellence and half white trash. That's that's really the combination. And like there is half of a white woman that is that is inside me and just makes a lot of bad decisions with dick for me. And you know, honestly, it's a generational thing and it is not stopped with me. It's not stopped with my mother. Oh no, the hoe tour just burning bright between my legs. It just it's it's a family affair. But um I decided that I should probably tell you guys a little bit of a gay story, or as I call them, fairy tales. And, um, I think I, I think you guys deserve to know about my first time getting messy at a dorm party. Okay, because I this room doesn't look like a lot of college graduates, but some attendees. Um, I, I just I, I get a sense of some things, and I just choose to go with them. Um, okay, where'd y'all go up front? Where'd you guys go? You went to DePaul, Colorado College, Northwestern, UConn. DePaul. Okay, I, I, private school. All right. I'm, I, I'm glad your parents liked you. Um, taste that flavor. Kool-Aid man's gonna come in when your pan goes long back. But, um, uh, 400 grand for four years, I'd sooner die. But, um, I, but then again, I'd sooner have the story, because you can't get what I just did with the young Republicans. Oh, hell no. Uh -uh, they do not have that in your hall, in your dorms. Because, like, I started college at UIC. Do we have any alums? Any? All the poor people in the back! Oh! Okay, okay, good. Good, 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 good. You pay for it yourselves, too? And, um, yeah, this shit is still sixth grade a semester. Send your grandchildren, the price won't move. But, uh, I, uh, I started, I'm a sociology major in an I'm a sociology major and an African American studies minor because I'm half black, Me too. totally unemployable. Oh, honey, we're not getting a job even if they find one under a rock for us. Oh, I know, right? Do you? I mean, I would have gone into liberal arts and sciences if I was ugly. It was all of our backup plans. Was I wrong? Did you see one? Did you see one asshole in the line behind you graduating with your psychology degree with a double chin? No. No. Okay. It was rich parents or a talent. Uh, yes, but that's what I went to school for when I first went to UIC, and when I lived there, I actually lived with three other gay guys. Those were my doormates. It was absolutely insane. Because, like, living in a gay man's apartment is exactly like being in a daycare. Every, swear to God, swear to God, everything's sticky and no one's gonna tell you why. It, oh, it's a fucking mess. It's a fucking mess. And my roommates were hoes, and they weren't even getting Venmoed. Like, they were, they were into it for the love of the game. My, like, my old roommate, who I, like, actually shared a room with, there was one guy who, like, was short on cash and, like, wasn't going to pay him in weed, so he just went home in November with a Christmas ornament. He came back to our dorm room to hang the wreath he earned from selling his booty on our dorm. He's like, doesn't it look cute? No! You're pretty! What the fuck? What happened to Kemp 2 textbooks? Come on, but um, that, that was my roommate situation when I first got there. And something that I also did not know that only exists in, uh, to me, that only exists with uh, Latino boys. Do we have any Latino people up in his house? 
And it, okay, we got a couple, we got a couple. Because this was my experience to something new. Y'all don't, I don't have those where I'm from. Okay, I'm from Springfield, Illinois. It's white, black, or deported. It's a very simple, very simple racial makeup. And so I had never been with a Latino guy until I first moved to Chicago. And I don't know if you also got that surprise in your dorm room, a foreskin and not knowing what the fuck it was. I lost my mind. Oh, the first words out of my mouth were, this is, I did not order a burrito. They did not have this in my suburb. I want to go home. It was, it was unsettling. And like really, honestly, foreskin is why I think Donald Trump has issues with DACA. I don't think it's racism. I just think he doesn't want to see your dick looking like a baby anteater when it's soft. I really think that's the whole, oh, and especially when you're not hung and it just looks like a chewed up water bubble gum on the other side of the room. It's, ah, uh, nothing I can say is more offensive than how that looks. Oh, Lord above. But, um, I was, <laughs> I was in, I was at this dorm party because like I said, when I first moved here, I was new, I was exploring the world, and there's now a certain drink, and I hope they don't even have it at the bar because I can't even touch it anymore, and that's what the story gets back to. I am now permanently, since the age of 18, permanently banished from peach vodka. Um, I should be for manners of good taste, like honestly, like if you didn't know that I was raised in a trailer park saying that I made some fucked up decisions on peach vodka, should have done it. Should have done it. But okay, so basically there was this extra friend that like listen, I don't remember if he was straight or if he was bi or if he was just having a good night. None of my business. None of my business. I don't check for wedding rings. I don't ask if you have a girlfriend. If you didn't tell me, I'm not supposed to know. And um there was this guy that was staying over at the apartment with uh me and my roommate, and he we were having this big giant party that was kind of going through all three rooms that were connected. And so he and I were like trying to get in some private time because, you know, I'm like that. And, um, but, like, I also didn't want to, like, not take full advantage of the party because, like, I'm many things, but I'm always going to be a messy hoe. Like, if I can't combine both at the same time, there's something wrong with the situation, not with me. That, that, that's really kind of how I see it. And so I was, my, one of my friends, oh, are we going to name him? We're going to name him. He doesn't live in the city anymore. Fuck him. Him and his credit are long, long, long gone from this county. But, uh, really, I don't know how we gave him the apartment with that 580 bullshit. But anyway, anyway, um, my friend Damon literally stuck a bottle of peach vodka in my mouth and said, go, bitch. And so I was just, like, literally, I probably killed, like, a fourth, like, probably a third of the goddamn bottle. And then I went back to Rod, like, really happy to have a good time. Like, I went back to the guy that was waiting really, like, wobbly, fucked up, like, the balance was behind me. I was, like, looking for my shake-and-go wig, and I never had it on in the beginning, because it wasn't one of those tricks. You know, because, you know, sometimes you got to pay him a little bit, put on a little extra makeup, tell him they're getting a woman. But, um, listen, it's capitalism. We all lie for it. You pick your path. And... <laughs> And I guess when I went back to like our cluster of the dorm room or whatever, I didn't think to lock the door behind me because Peach Vodka will take away your good sense. And then I noticed because he and I were just hanging out on the bed, still like being cutesy, but nothing too deep was getting in there. And you know, morals. And um, I just noticed there were people like coming, coming through our room sort of in and out through the party, but I didn't think anything of it because it seemed quiet down. And then I remember my head going under the blanket and then, like, I don't remember exactly it coming back up, but I do remember him saying, Matt, there's people in here. And then I remember me, I don't care. And I sucked that nigga dry in a room full of goddamn everybody. I really did. 
I really did. I sucked his dick in front of my roommate. I sucked his dick in front of our friends that lived across the hall. I sucked his dick in front of our roommate across the street who was on the basketball team. I sucked his dick on peach vodka in front of God and everybody. And no, I was so fucked up. He didn't even tell me when they're uncircumcised, you gotta peel the skin back. I was just going to town on what the equivalent of his arm was. I was having a great night, really. I, he didn't even feel nothing. I honestly think it was just for like the domination aspect. Like, yeah, I got this guy sucking my dick at a party. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I got this. He didn't feel shit. You know, he didn't feel jack fucking shit. But that was like sort of the apex of like my honus in public here. I then decided from that point in time we should move to like you know abandoned houses and alleyways. You know, somewhere where you can get a little you know face action first. But um, I don't know. Now like the wildness is sort of behind me. Now I'm sort of focused on being more, I don't know, rational with it. Like, I've been dating, like, legit guys. Like, the first guy I ever went out with when I moved here, like, went out with for real, was Filipino. Which was super fun, because they don't have those where I'm from, so I was learning. And, um, and he was a really, really cool guy. He was only, like, five feet tall, though, so I used him as a tampon. And uh, he could still be up there, honestly. I mean, I'm not going to pull it out, swing it over the hill, and say they're alive at the sound of music, but, like... That was one of you fine people. <laughs> and then the guy I was going out after with him was a police officer. And I know, right? You'd think they'd be really fucked up with the way things are right now. But it was only weird during the sex. Because think about it. What are you supposed to do when you're giving a cop a blowjob and he says, stop or I'll shoot? It really... There's nowhere to go! There's nowhere to fucking go! And then the guy after him was perfect on paper. Absolutely perfect on paper. He was six foot three. He weighed 225 pounds. He had a size 14 shoe, and he had a full-time job. Okay, that's a man. That's a man. He could punch me in the eye every Wednesday morning, and I would get over it because that is a fucking man. Okay? You take the black eyes and the I love yous with the same energy. Okay? We don't fuck around over here. Uh, the reason I had to stop seeing him is because, like I told you, your alarm's off, you made it to the club. Stop fucking with my energy. Um, but the reason I had to stop going out with him is because, like I told y'all, he was six foot three, and he weighed 225 pounds of muscle, and he had a size 14 shoe, and every woman and faggot in this room knows you cannot do that shit to yourself long term. Oh, hell no. When I move to LA, I need my asshole to look new or gently used. Oh, fuck that. Fuck that. But I don't know. Now I'm like in a really, I'm in a different relationship. I'm in a really, really solid thing with like a guy that you can really trust a lot. You know, when you're in that solid point in the relationship and you really know everything about them and you can just throw away the box of condoms. You know, like when you know them for real. It's just like, fuck the UTI, I'm here for love. And you just kind of move into those things. What? 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 Like I'm the only person here who's gone to the bathroom after sex singing, it's all in me. It's all in me. Okay, good. There's a couple white people in here who saw the bodyguard. Okay? Whitney Houston wasn't the only thing in it. Kevin Costner was there for you. Okay? I had my diva, you have yours, and now you're going to enjoy the rest of this amazing show. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Miranda Lensky. My roommates and I uh, put on a monthly 
comedy show here in the valley in our living room from our house called Scoop Dee Boop Dees. You can follow us at Scoop Dee Boop Dees. It's S C O O P T Y B O O P T Y S, no apostrophe. But it's uh, Scoop Dee Boop Dees Comedy Club, Los Angeles. Um, very fun, very exciting. That's basically what we produce here and that's why we live in the valley and that's why it was really important for us to have a house so that we could throw up a living room show um we've been doing that it's going to be three years this december uh our last show was supposed to be in march um but we're on a hiatus right now i'm hoping that we can once uh, restrictions are lifted we'll be able to bring people back at a limited safe pace and then my own my own socials there's just my name at miranda linsky I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast has been produced by me. If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. The live show is produced by myself, Lucia Whalen, and Elise Fernandez, and the theme song is from Natalie Grace Alford. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and please rate and subscribe to this podcast, and we'll see you next week.